Hey there, podcast listeners. If you happen to be in Montreal in the coming weeks, there's a lot to do and see. Centaur Theatre's Wildside Festival starts on Wednesday, January 7th, and Uncalled For presents Playday Mayday, featuring our very own Matt Goldberg. Also at Wildside, For Body and Light presents Coming and Going, featuring Dirty Feet, Stephanie Morin-Robert, and Alison Burns. And on Saturday, January 10th, No More Radio presents Old Time Radio Theatre at 11 p.m. at the Centaur Theatre. But before that, head to Mainline Theatre at 8 p.m. for Confabulation Presents All in the Timing, a night of all true storytelling, part of the Bouge DC Dance Festival, which also kicks off on January 7th. We also have a great contest going on until Friday, January 23rd, 2015. We want to know which song do you think would be the best song to help you survive a zombie apocalypse? Yes, a zombie apocalypse. Listen to Edge of the City episode 137 for more info, and you can win one of five copies of Lauren Wilson's The Art of Eating Through the Zombie Apocalypse, a cookbook and culinary survival guide. Do you like our podcasts? You can subscribe on iTunes and also take a minute to rate and review them. And if you're a fan of this podcast, check out the other great podcasts at nomoradio.com. You're listening to Dirty Feet, a podcast from No More Radio. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. Hosted by, animé par, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon, et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Stay tuned. We're going to move you. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of Dirty Feet. Uh, We're going to be talking about Bouge DC, the 2015 edition of the Dance Festival. Uh, As we're lapping ourselves here and, and, you know, surviving year after year, this is actually going to be our third episode about Bouge DC uh, as it's coming around again. And we are uh, happy to celebrate as always because uh, because it's awesome, but also because I, I happen to be involved in the organization of Bouge DC. So all cards on the table there. I'm an artistic producer of Bouge DC. Uh, and that means that I primarily uh, organize the Common Space Showcase and I have some other roles where I help out uh, during the rest of the festival. So what we're going to be doing today is I have a room full of people here. We're going to talk about Bouge DC, uh, all aspects of the festival, and of course the Common Space Showcase, which is the flagship showcase of the festival and kind of where everything began for Bouge DC. Uh, so Bouge DC is a not-for-profit organization, and it's primarily concerned with producing this festival every year, every January. Uh, this year, it's from January 7th to 17th. Uh, All the events are going to be hosted at Mainline Theatre, who is uh, producing the festival this year. This is the first time that Mainline is officially producing Bouge DC. In the past, they've always been super helpful and uh, and generous. And this time, we're just taking it up a notch and like solidifying that relationship. And uh, so far, so good. So I'm going to introduce the other people who are in the room with me today. Of course, there's J.D. Papillon, our uh, lovely Dirty Feet co-host. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. And we have Stephanie Juteau, who is one of the choreographers for the Common Space Showcase. She's actually co-choreographing with uh, Danica. Yes, hi. (laughs) Thanks for being here. And then we have Stephanie Morin-Robert. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Holly Greco, who is associate producer of Bouge DC and also uh, one of the mentors for... Uh, Stephanie this year. Stephanie is uh, in a unique case where you actually have two mentors uh, that you're working with this year. And Holly is one of your mentors and Chris Godziak is the other. But anyway, Holly, thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here again. Woohoo! Yes, you have been representing Bouge DC for the last two years. Is that correct? Yeah, as much as I can, I do it. (laughs) Nice. And then uh, Andrew Tay is also here, and he is uh, a mentor for the Common Space Showcase as well this year. You're going to be mentoring, or have been mentoring, uh, Molly Shea-Hannon. Thanks for being here. <laughs> cool. So let's, uh, let's break this down kind of uh, chronologically, what you can expect from the week, because we do end up talking a lot about Common Space, because we're really excited about that. 
aspect of Bruce GC, but there's a lot of other stuff that's going to be happening during the week. And uh, maybe, Steph, it would be appropriate if you talked about uh, what we're doing for our opening night, because we're actually uh, in conflict this year with the Wildside Festival. They have the exact same dates, January 7th to 17th. And so <clears throat> Bush GC has decided to uh, host a Senka set at Mainline on the 7th and then uh, take a field trip. Yeah, um, which which is exciting, and I'm 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 really happy that that that's happening, because uh, as you mentioned, the dates kind of colliding was a bit of a bummer for for myself because I knew that uh, Bouge DC is always a really excited uh, exciting time to kind of hang out and and see everybody and 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 watch you know merging choreographers, and it's been a big part of uh, my work as well personally in the in the cabarets and in all of that of just like having opportunities to present work, uh, even if it's not polished and, and kind of work in progress. Uh, but for the seventh, uh, uh, Alison is also a part of this, who's juggling a few things at the moment. Um, but uh, we'll be presenting Coming and Going, a new version of it that we've done, uh, that we've toured with all summer with For Body and Light. So that's happening at Wildside. And our premiere is a part of the day trip, field trip uh, for Bush DC. So after the Sanke set, I guess people will be marching down to uh, old Montreal and, and or busing, I don't know, or skating because it's ridiculous <laughs> outside. Um, but it's it's really great that, uh, yeah, I'm happy that that's happening and hopefully see some, uh, some of the Bush team out there. Cool. Other events that are happening in that first week, uh, first weekend there are kind of our our satellite events or the, the, the events that we've swallowed up into our festival um, that have been with us for the for, for years now. I'm wondering if, if Holly, if you could speak a little bit about, about some of those events. Sure. Um, I believe on the Friday, the first one we have going on is uh, a slow dance that we do. Uh, you grab a partner and just break it down slow jam style because <laughs> why not we're just trying to get as many people we can to get moving in january and get moving with bouge and uh the slow dance event is always a really great way to do it sherwin is so wonderful and we've been doing it a, a couple years with him he does it monthly at mainline so you can do it any old time but why not do it with us in january for bouge Saturday night, we have Confabulation, which is about timing, I believe, um, this year, which is super cool. So that's a all-true storytelling event, no props, no scripts. So it's just people going up and telling their stories. And uh, we love doing it with Bouge DC because it's always good to verbalize these narratives as well. And people talk about movement or something in that realm which is uh, great. And Matt Goldberg is a wonderful host, so you should definitely check that out. Sunday, we have um, Cinedance, which is uh, my f one of my personal favorites because I get to work on it. So maybe I'm a little biased, but um, Cinedance is when we do a call for artists and we invite filmmakers, uh, choreographers alike to send in their short films about dance, movement, the body and its relationship to space. We kind of leave it open and let the uh, submissions pour in. And we had a wonderful, large amount of submissions this year, which is super exciting. And uh, we narrowed it down to a really strong, interesting, um, variated amount of uh, films this year so that's going to be a super cool event it's happening in the main space for the first time this year at mainline theater so come one come all we got room for you it's super fun i remember a few years ago when we were thinking about um changing spaces and and maybe oh should we present this showcase that it was selling out at the time should we present this in a space that's more suited for dance or a little bit bigger or something like that and uh and we decided on no because of the um the type of of clients that that mainline already has the type of patrons that already attend mainline events and and the unpretentiousness of the atmosphere at that space and the fact that it isn't a standard dance space and that it hasn't been used uh you know it's been used primarily for theater uh and then also the inclusion of these these events that you're talking about holly in the festival programming with with you know again hoping to to bring in a new crowd different people kind of mix it up a little bit now you, you've all had uh some sort of relationship with the festival in the past i'm wondering if you've noticed any of that 
um, impacting the type of people or 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 the the scope that Bouge DC reaches. Yeah, I think I think it was two years ago. There was one of the comedians from Disneyf uh, Du in the lobby. Do you remember that? And I was kind of like, wow, that's weird. I don't know, but there's there's all these different people, especially with confabulation, it it kind of reaching out already to a different crowd other than the theater crowd, kind of bringing you know average, normal, everyday people who are sharing their stories, and then you've got the the you know the dance crowd, and then you've also have the theater crowd, and it's kind of it's it's really beautiful to see all of these uh, different groups of people collide. Um, but I feel like the performing arts scene that's kind of something that's happening more and more with kind of you know dance becoming more than just movement and and uh, the integration of performance within that so i think i think that's a great decision on behalf of bouge dc to to keep it at mainline and um to let that collision happen because it's exciting well, i think that a lot of people who do attend bouge dc year after year are not necessarily people who, who would attend a dance show uh, a lot of the people i've talked to after performing there a few times um they were extremely surprised by by the festival, by what they saw, uh, because they would never have the reflex, if it was somewhere else, to go see uh, a dance performance. I think that one of the big things that the festival has been doing year after year is to reach out to people who would not know how to approach dance and educating them through that variety of of the performances that are in common space through the, the multitude of events surrounding the festival. So I think that this is sort of the, the part of the common link that, that Mainline has been creating of bringing in those audiences that that would not know what to do with a dance piece if they, if they saw one advertised or even saw one right in their face. But through this, this multi-element aspect of the festival, they're going to feel more welcome even though they have no idea what's happening on stage. Hmm. Well, in the in the uh, cine dance a few years ago, there was somebody who wasn't didn't consider himself a choreographer, but he was showing his music video that he did, and it was clearly movement based. and And he was like, "Yeah, I directed them." And then there was this discussion of like, "Wait." does this mean I'm a choreographer? <laughs> so it was just really interesting for them to kind of realize that while people are asking questions and while he's showing his work and, and, and it's, I guess it's all about the intention, right? You watch something and you want it, you see it wanting it to be dance. It's going to be dance. But if you're watching it and it's, it's something else, it could be something else. So I think that intention of what people are, yeah, the intention that they have kind of changes that, which is really magical. All right, let's get into uh, common space, l'espace commun. So this is going to be happening in the second weekend of the festival. It starts on the Wednesday night and runs until Saturday afternoon. So it's uh, 14th, 15th, and 16th at 8 p.m. and the 17th at 4 uh, and in this showcase, there are seven different uh, choreographers or teams of choreographers, as uh, we're going to be getting into, uh, presenting works, 10 minutes or less. And uh, these uh, choreographers applied with their project that was previously presented in some capacity, whether it be uh, for a school presentation or, or some other um, stage showing of their work, and then what we've done is paired them off with a mentor that we think would suit their interests and who is interested in that project and then let them work together uh, to recreate, rework the piece and and um, just make it something newer, better, stronger and present it for the showcase. Uh, so we're going to be talking to Stephanie about this, Stephanie Juteau, and about uh, let's start with the beginning with uh uh, what interested you and Danica about reworking a piece? Uh, Danica and I just, uh, we, we went to school together and we actually uh, decided to do dance for kids. So presenting uh, shows to kids from zero to 12 years old, years old, sorry for my English. And um, we've decided to 
try at Bouche DC because we feel adults are still in the audiences even even if we're addressing our shows to kids so we we thought uh, about a piece Danica did a few years ago at Concordia uh, which was about uh, a, a movie she liked is uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yeah thank you and uh, we we've decided just to take the part we really like about that movie was what was the craziness about the, uh, everybody so we w- we worked that and then we we fell some so far away from that <laughs> right now for the piece but uh it was just a, a fun way to to start from an inspiration and then to change it and see with our with, with both heads like how it could work because it was uh initially Danica's piece. Mm-hmm. I was in it, and um, we just tried to see what we could do together, and I think it's going to be a great result. <laughs> um, now, full disclosure: I was in the same program as you, in the same court as you, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, and that piece, uh, from what I remember, was not very kid-friendly. Uh, when no, when Danica presented it, there was actually. A, strongly mature element to it um how did you alter it how did you change it so that it would become more of a a young public piece i think we just uh let our instincts be uh, taking the like a step forward because we're both little a little bit crazy in our life so we kind of uh let it go and see how our uh, dancers were able to make it live so we just took that piece and what we liked about it i think we watched it like a lot of times and just like writing down the things we liked the dancers did the first time and that that was uh, crazy and unexpected unexpected so we uh i think it's like that we we tried to bring it to kids and we feel we haven't like it's our first experience so we just feel uh kids we don't have to create like thinking about kids it's going to come by itself and they are able to appreciate many kinds of dance they just need to be open and to have the opportunity so we're kind of just let it go and we'll see like which kind of age could Uh, happen to love it because with our both uh, choreographer qualities we're kind of going uh, towards kids anyways I think too uh, something I noticed throughout the process I wasn't in it a Mm -hmm. lot but just watching the original and meeting with you guys and Mm -hmm. the rehearsals I've been a part of is you brought out the silly you're not (laughs) afraid to be silly it's that you know well-known thing of if you're if you feel stupid you're doing it right you know like just go to the nth degree and go as far as you can on being um completely out there and completely ridiculous and then from there you can draw it back in if you so choose and i think that's the the fun thing for kids too is seeing adults go to that ridiculous place yes. so for me that's what i think really have you guys have brought through in the choreography yeah, and it absolutely. works really well I, I totally agree with you, and I, I feel that's what we like too. It's uh, to show kids that even if you're growing up, you don't need to be like serious. Mm-hmm. You can still be what whatever you want and be as crazy as you want, and um, just letting it letting it go. And that's about art too. So that we're kind of loving this uh, energy and this. Um, I just we like to to work like that, and we feel uh, dance is whatever you want to make it. So, mm-hmm. like thinking this way, kids can uh, actually understand what's contemporary dance. In Montreal, there is not that much of a a presence of of dance for young audiences. Um, where do you get your inspiration from when you create a piece for dance? For, for young audiences in dance uh, do, do, do you go see shows and try to see how they could appeal to younger audiences or are your inspirations coming from other media maybe uh, it's coming from everywhere because uh, yes there's not so much of a dance for kids in Montreal there's Hélène Langevin and uh, Pierre Poissavoie that's just starting but uh, 
it's it's coming. Like everybody wants it. There's the le code de la danse pour les jeunes publics that happened in September for the first time. Then uh, we're going where we went to that colloque and um, we just had some discussion with every programmer and everybody that was in the in the cultural world about uh, having dance for kids and everything. But uh, we're going a lot for in shows that are family shows and uh, theater and <laughs> theater. I saw music. I really love, I really enjoy actually uh, going for, uh, in shows for kids. And I kind of sometimes really uh, appreciate more kids shows than adult shows. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, I'm laughing my, like my, ass off <laughs> and um and i think it's like that but we're both working in uh with kids danica is is a teacher actually and she's uh all around montreal and Logie, and she's a little bit everywhere and she has uh cool uh cool kids that she can like work with them and she's she's like playing with the creativity in her classes so she she knows already like how to uh how to deal with them and what they like and what she likes and how we can bring in the choreography choreography and i'm mostly working with kindergarten kids uh from zero to five so we're kind of having a, a good uh a good range uh with both of us and i think our our inspiration are mostly in our daily life because we're totally crazy with like animation movies and we're always like trying to having to have fun everywhere we see and I kind of have a big Im imagination like when it's snowing outside I, I feel I'm in a cookie dough <laughs> 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 because there's in Montreal mostly <laughs> there's big brown snow like I feel it's like chocolate chips and <laughs> like there's somebody like putting the wheat on us and I like I think we're we're just crazy and when I tell her my idea she's kind of going in it and then we're getting crazy and that something's getting out of that eventually or like it's it's serving for another thing after that <laughs> I'm curious what it's been like to be two choreographers with two mentors Uh, as we said earlier, Holly is one of your mentors. You're also working with Chris Godziak, who has a Panadream, which is like a marionette theater for children mm -hmm. uh, company. So uh, for either of you, if you want to respond to what it's like with that many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to go first. It was so awesome. <laughs> But that's just, I mean, I love Chris so much. I worked with Chris a little bit when we were both at Concordia in the dance department and he's just so excited and imaginative and I feel like when the four of us met for the first time we were like little energizer bunnies just like <laughs> feeding off of each other and laughing really loud and getting really excited and being yeah. silly and focused and in that little cafe we were so loud. Yeah. We definitely disrupted <laughs> the peace the first time we met. Um, which is a, fa I mean, it's a fabulous thing to really meet and connect with people for the first time or for the 20th time, you know, and just still have that rapport and have that instant connection. Um, I've done mentoring for a few years now with Bougie C and I mean, it's different every time, completely different every time, but, um, I've never got to share choreographers before with another mentor. So that was really fun. Um, But it was a learning experience, too, because you kind of have to know when to hold back and let them figure it out. Or, you know, you're, you're kind of doing this dance between the choreographers and between the other mentor because you don't want to overload them with information, especially when there's already two of them. Right. There's already two choreographers who have two high functioning brains that are constantly going already. So it's this interesting dance between how much do I give them? When do I hold back? Um, I do wish Chris and I could have been in the rehearsal room at the same time just to yeah. see how that could have gone down. Unfortunately for scheduling, we couldn't make it happen. But um, So I had to just kind of guess where Chris was going to fill in the blanks and where how I could be helpful in my own way because that's how we're paired, right? It, we aren't, me and Chris aren't exactly the same. We have different things that we're stronger at and I work a little bit more in comedy and Chris works with children and I work with children and he does some comedy too but <laughs> I think we 
both have our our strengths that put together i think we were a good match for you guys i i totally okay, agree <laughs> you were marvelous like um we couldn't we couldn't thought of anybody else i think because uh we were just so happy and having two mentors was just so much a big uh a, a big uh, treat for us and um i i just feel that you both gave us everything you had and i it's really fun to see that you are so much into our process because mm -hmm. that's what we we were telling our dancers because uh we we are already two people like working on the piece so when we're bringing more brains in that what <laughs> like how can you take decision and then we had two more brains with our mentors but it it was just fun to see that the There was outside people loving the work and just trusting in it and uh, supporting us with all the loves or of uh, of the creativity you give to your dancers and your uh, cre creative process and everything. So um, I just felt too it, too it's amazing and it's even not enough we could have like <laughs> 50 50 person loving our work and could be like just amazing because you we could like collect all this love and <laughs> feel secure about uh <laughs> about what we do so i i just felt they were really good and always smile smiling and always happy and laughing out loud and that's what we we need because we're too uh ex extra two person Extraverti, I don't know, and extroverted. extroverted, and like we had two mentors, extroverted. So it was just fun because our dancers were were feeling like everybody's laughing and having fun, so they were confident about what they were doing, even even if they were silly, because that's what we like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, if we can switch gears from a, a piece with three dancers, two choreographers, and two mentors <laughs> to uh, self solo with a uh, with a. Uh, Andrew and Molly in your in your working relationship there. Molly presents is presenting a, a self solo that she she's been working on uh, again reworking because it is the common space after all. And you've been helping her out. Uh, you two seem to to have a similar style or a similar interest when it comes to this piece in particular. I'm I'm referring to kind of uh, having humor in the work and also using um, uh, text. Is that a fair? Analysis. Sure. I mean, I think we both use these things. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people use these things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and can we talk a bit about what it is that you're working with uh, Molly on? Sure. I mean, like, I think when I'm working with someone kind of as a, I don't know if I like this word mentor, because I feel like it sets up a hierarchical structure of like, someone has more information than another person. And I kind of when I go into working with someone, first of all, I acknowledge that I don't know everything, and I'm going to learn something from the process. <laughs> um, and also that, I mean, in this situation, I think, um, uh, I've worked a lot with her having conversations about um, what she's interested in and what her questions are, are really important um, to me to know about, like what she is trying to investigate, what she's trying to get at with her work. And then from that, trying to figure out how she can use, um, yeah, these questions um, to make decisions in her work. Um to allow like the content to influence the way that she's making decisions in the actual work itself. Um, and I mean, it's been an interesting process because for us, uh, we've had pretty crazy schedules. So I'm actually going to see her work today for the first time in studio. We've had like coffee meetings and I was in a residency in Sweden. So I looked at her, her rehearsals on video and then we had a big like Skype conversation about it. So right now we've been kind of in this like conversation, like philosophical kind of dialogue, but, uh, I'm seeing her work twice this week and, uh, yeah. Well, I think it highlights, um, a big aspect of the festival that yes, it is a presentation. Yes, it is, uh, a showing basically a public showing but it's also a constant work in progress aspect i think that actually the festival is very much based on this idea with amy uh having just shown uh, the work for uh, at school that she had done and feeling that you know there was still so much further you could take it and what you're saying with molly the fact that as uh, a peer mentor or 
you know, however you would prefer to call it. Um, you didn't have to be there always telling her what, but it was very much about this exchange and this mm. pushing further the ideas and pushing further the research that's going into it. And I feel that with the, the festival, this is very much what's happening because it, it can be sort of seen as a launching pad for choreographers, but also it's a big laboratory. It's it's this big experience that allows people to to try again something new with this reinforcements of of the mentor or the pre, the peers that are being brought in. Uh, but it's also a way for, for those ideas to just evolve into further directions so that they can be uh, th- there's this cyclical, continuous thing going on with the creations at at Bush DCA feel. Hmm. What it is attracts the people that are interested in that, and it just kind of snowballs, right? Yeah. Like we're, the the call for submissions is for people who are interested in doing that. Uh, the kind of how we how we put together the cabaret is we, we ask for works in progress from our mentors or from you know other people who who've participated in Bush DC in the past, and and it. Again, it's it's the people who are interested in that that, that are building this community. Hmm. It's one thing also that I'm working with Molly a lot of is to not think of the showcase as like a like new finished product. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot too is um, expectations of of what dances and what performances and one of the things that i've been doing is looking at her work and telling her things that i'm seeing in her work and asking her if that's something she's working on and if she's okay with it so she can decide whether she wants to keep it or whether she wants to move past it because i think there's so many things that we do because we think it's what good work is or sometimes we're doing it and we don't even notice it Mm -hmm. we do things like we add dynamics we develop movement we like do all of these things where it's just ingrained in us from training or from from seeing a whole bunch of other shows and that might not be what you're working on at that time so a lot we've been talking about like oh what are you interested in and what do you really want to do and to try to think of this um performance not as some like final product um but not having the bullshit either yeah. right <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. getting down to brass tacks of what are you trying to get to yeah and and for sure from there and the performance is important because it is like i mean things change what's in front of a public that's like super important and super motivating um Mm -hmm. as well so to not also just be like oh this is means nothing we're just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. doing whatever but just to like keep it in context and yeah but there's something in the format of bougie c because it's it's a well because it's common space it's it's a showcase of many different works with a lot of variety going on uh, where it, I feel that it's important for the the choreographers to not see this as a finality, as a mm-hmm. as as the end of a road, but just like you know, a, a very important pit stop, mm-hmm. uh, because the audience will be bombarded with very different ideas in rel- relatively short time spans. Like the piece are what around ten minutes for Bush DC usually. Yeah, ten minutes or shorter. Which you know is is short, and it's a lot of different vibes and a lot of different energies being thrown at the audiences. And as we mentioned earlier, those audience members might come from very different, varied backgrounds. Whereas in dance, quite often, it's you know the people who go see a show sort of know what to expect. There is a sort of uh, homogeneity in in the audience. Whereas with Bouge, this is not the case with Bouge. Um, like an audience member will have something completely, completely different to say than a different audience member. And I feel that this idea of, you know, uh, we're presenting the piece and we're welcoming feedback and it allows for for just this uh, plethora of, of different opinions that are coming in and to push the work further. As you said, it's about choices when, when it comes down to it. And Bushy is very much about this. I feel it's the beauty of it. Like uh, as a choreographer with Danica, we ask ourselves like if we wanted to stop there, and we've decided to present it French also, so we can have like comments in Bouge DC and feel what uh, adults uh, feel like when they're watching our piece, and if they would bring their kids to to watch our piece like in a in a full length uh, presentation. So I I just feel it's the beauty to have theater people as much as we have dance and um, anybody else from any other fields in the in as a spectator like i i just hope they're having the, the guts to come to choreographer and dancers and tell what they think and what they like and what they dislike so everybody can get like better at this after 
And I think that's that's a major thing of of kind of um, all of us being peers and kind of friends, and we party together, we go to school together, or we go see shows together. And then when we see each other's work, it's just always this like, yeah, it was it was good. And I feel like we're not honest with each other, you know. Like actually, no. Like I know that it may have not been good, and I'd love to talk about it. And 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 I I feel like to break that boundary and to actually get. Um, just super honest with with each other's work is is a really great thing and and i think that's definitely a vibe that's established in bush dc because there's such a variety so that you can really pick something that you like or don't like Mm -hmm. and talk about it because of the the wide range i mean you have people who are possibly presenting um outside of a school context for the first time or you have people who've been presenting for years and, you know, that's that's where it's a really interesting scale of like, what is an emerging choreographer, right? Or what is, uh, because <laughs> you're kind question. of like, yeah. always, I'm still an emerging it's like, yeah. you're always an emerging choreographer, <laughs> but what's the, what's the in between, like the in between of like, not being an emerging choreographer, and being an emerging choreographer, and when you're applying for, for projects and all of that. So it's like, it, it's, it's where that that question is kind of gone i find with with bouge dc it's just like it's it's a platform and everyone could use more experience and everybody could you know gain so much from this exchange whether you're being uh whether you're mentoring or or as the choreographer so it's 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 really uh, beautiful to see that grow especially over the last few years you know i think it's taking a really great direction what's really cool too is now it's become this um well, I'm going to make it sound more fancy than it is. Cross Canada known festival. Um, <laughs> because, because we do have um, people from across the country who are applying for this festival and we don't know them, which is the craziest part. It's not like our friends who moved to another province and they're coming back. To, I mean, that's fabulous too. We love those people as well. But it's, uh, we have an artist this year, Thone Glover, who is from Vancouver, I believe, uh, but definitely from BC. And she's coming, she has a Montreal dancer that she just got here last week. She started rehearsals three days ago and is building this piece in the next two weeks with this dancer. And it's an incredible, it's an incredible feat. I mean, the original work was outstanding and we're so excited to have her here, have her here. Um, but she was told by, uh, a festival director in BC about Bouche DC. Um, so yes, there's a certain amount of emerging artists, this discussion around who are emerging artists and what makes you an emerging artist. And I mean, we could go on, we, you could do a whole episode on, just on that. But for somebody like Thone, it's an emerging artist in this city. Mm-hmm. It's her, I believe it's her first opportunity to show work to a full audience, um, you know, with little little risk i mean she has to pay her airfare bless her but other than that like we're giving her the works with pr and tech and as we do all our artists and i mean what a great opportunity um to come and just you know keep your head down work hard get it done and then present um for the first time it's i mean it must be an insane rush for somebody like her um but as I say, it's our second time having uh, somebody from outside of the province, and we just, I mean, personally, I want to keep them coming as much as we can. It's so great to have representatives from across the country to show um, Montreal what is out there and what the Canadian choreographers are capable of, because it's really incredible work. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) I was thinking earlier, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting an application uh, for Common Space uh, with the previous history of presentation being common space the year before. I think yeah. that would be <laughs> but it But in all seriousness, when we were talking about that, I was thinking of um, Heather Lynn McDonald, who after, after recreating her work for uh, common space one year, took it uh, to Fringe and, and lengthened it and made it all like a, I think it was half an hour or 40 minutes in the end. Mm-hmm. And that was really exciting to be along for that ride. Uh, way back when, um, Katia Marie Germain uh, had a piece in Common Space, and then she ended up um, extending that and presenting it elsewhere as well. So this does happen, and it is exciting to see that happen. And we've had that with uh, Danse Boussagnard as well. Like we've had artists come from Danse Boussagnard and come to Bouche DC yeah. too, right? So we've had this like unintentioned partnership, I guess, with them because it's just giving it another these mm-hmm. artists another platform, another opportunity. Yeah, the op- and the opportunities being. 
I think that's the important thing when you realize that any opportunity is a good opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And it's mm-hmm. like whether you're coming from, I I don't know. I mean, we have Laura who has who is a crazy amount of experience and is coming, you know, to be around Bouge and that's and that's really great. Or even the mentors who who you know have their own stuff going on, but the the interest of being involved in and in helping the project go and that community, you know, it is really a community, and that's what feels safe and. And exciting about it, for sure. And and now I'm thinking of Dylan Crossman, who was a performer yeah. la- or a choreographer and performer from last year's Common Space, who who danced for uh, Cunningham, the Cunningham Company, and and it, it yeah, we have people coming from different different levels, you know, again challenging that that emerging word, but then it's a tool and it's set up for people to use in whatever way they want to. So it does make sense that if somebody after presenting at Boussonnier, which is also an amazing like springboard opportunity for young choreographers or emerging choreographers, you don't have to do it in a specific order. You don't have to do Bouge DC at any specific point. It's when it, when you're ready for it, when you want that, go ahead and apply for common space. <laughs> it, it it makes me ask myself a really interesting question whether we have enough opportunities here in Montreal, right? To to see kind of us um going around in in circles with the same presenters or the same places and um and you know whether we need more of these platforms or you know like two common spaces a year. <laughs> anyway, just saying. Um the the opportunities, you know, do we have enough of them or are people hungry for more? Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head that's really where Bougie comes from is yeah. that mm-hmm. is that taking a look around and deciding we need more of this. Um Allison's giving a workshop <laughs> that she's really excited about. Well, that, that's yes, it also terrified. <laughs> But I, I was thinking uh, about the teaching and the mentorship uh, doesn't just apply to common space. And we've had uh, technical mentors in the past, uh, you know, people who, who know a little bit more about lights and design and, and, and tech come in and help and help uh, teach teach people who want to learn about that stuff. Uh, we've had also in the past and again this year um, a teaching experience uh, in terms of a workshop leader. So this will be the first time I'm teaching a workshop. It's called uh, How to Contemporary Dance and it's intended for people who've uh, never taken a dance class or never taken a contemporary dance class. Karen Fennell taught a version of this a couple years ago as part of the festival and we wanted to bring it back and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some coaching on uh, on how to teach a workshop, which is uh, really exciting. We also have a costume consultant that I saw on the website, and I think that's yeah. really cool too. Because I feel like that's like a last layer that um, we're kind of like, oh no, we need costumes. What are we wearing? You know, and to actually have that intentionally uh, to have feedback and and stuff like that on costumes. Yeah, this is actually our third it's year. Really, it's exciting, yeah, to have that still. It's our third year of having a costume consultant, and. Um, yeah, because I mean, there was kind of a cry for help, I think, <laughs> from our <laughs> choreographers or, or you know, also the, our audiences were going. I had a very good friend who is a choreographer, but mostly works in theater. And she walked up to me one day and said, what the hell is with contemporary dance and their costumes? period <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> because i mean to her working in theater it's such a thought out drawn out designed medium and i'm not saying all choreographers obviously not all choreographers are like this but and there was there was definitely a pattern of pedestrian clothes on stage and what are you making that choice etc cetera, etc cetera. so we decided to bring in um a costume consultant and i think it makes a really great difference just to get an idea you know somebody say i see this color or i see this tailoring or um have somebody to talk to about it um i think is a really special opportunity it was it was really helpful because uh we with danica we tried to bring costume at the beginning but like you have so much uh, ideas that you have to uh for Farlantonois, you have to like lay down the opportunity, I mm-hmm. think, with the costumes. And she just told us like you could have like just colors would be nice. And we 
just with that idea, like we we fly, <laughs> and like we just thought, yeah, color. I like that. So we'll just bring color, and then we just had this idea of, of having a a flower belt, and then having like a crazy hat, red hat, because it's coming from Juliette and Chocolat, but I may not be allowed <laughs> to put it on my answer. <laughs> But I did, and we have this uh, telephone, uh, the, the um, like these old, they fill the telephone, the like telephone wire. Yeah, the telephone wire. We're putting that our on our dancer. It's really fun, and she looked crazy, but she looked so cute at the same time. So <laughs> it just started from the colors, and then we're just get getting crazy about the costume, and then it's looking amazing. And maybe without that uh, push at the beginning, we couldn't have like pushed back the costume and just think, just thought about it like a few weeks ago and then would, wouldn't look like that <laughs> it was Helena McGee who yeah. came in uh, for our feedback session about midway through the process to take a look at the works and, uh, and give a few bits of inspiration on costuming yes. Uh, there are a few other workshops also happening during the festival weeks. Uh, did you want to talk about them? Sure. Yeah, we have uh, Holly Gauthier-Frankel, who did a workshop with us, I believe, two years ago. And she's doing a Sweet Moves workshop, uh, which is based on her series of classes that she's done in the past. Um, coming from her background in burlesque, um, but also her cl classical training, uh, she kind of fuses these two together. So it's not necessarily just come and learn the art of burlesque, but how can we uh, fuse this with with uh, very basic dance moves as well. Uh, it's really about getting into your body and feeling sensual and feeling sexy. And for men and women alike, you can wear heels, you can wear bare feet. Uh, it's just kind of come in, get into your body, get to know your body, and let's like let's let's move it. Um, so that'll be fabulous. I will definitely be there because Holly's a wonderful teacher. And then we have our tap, our famous tap workshop is coming back. Unfortunately, Heather Keeler uh, is no longer with us, who has been run doing it for the last, I don't know, three, four years mm -hmm. at least. Um, but we have a new fabulous teacher. Her name is Jessica Alley, and she's a wonderful, wonderful uh, woman, great energy, wonderful energy, and she's a trained dancer, trained tapper. So I think she's going to be a lot of fun, too. I mean, she's got big shoes to fill but she's like small but mighty man she's like a little powerhouse so i think i think that workshop is going to be really fun so if you've taken the workshop tap workshop before fear not jessica's going to do a kick-ass job and yeah you can be a total novice oh, which yeah, is completely. what's so much fun about that workshop you don't necessarily need tap shoes yes but if you good. do have yes. some bring. go for it yeah <laughs> running shoes is fine and if you've never tapped a day in your life but love singing in the rain come on out <laughs> Okay, there's two there's two last events to talk about. There's so you think that was dance by Karen Fennell, uh, which uh, she she puts this together. This uh, premiered last year at Bouge DC, uh, and since then she's had several representations of it. Um, did you? Uh, can I ask you to kind of describe the the energy at the shows? Sure. I mean, it's an uncurated um, event, which I think is really nice because it's really democratic in some way that uh, it's first come, first serve. So there's no formal application process, which I really like, especially if you're going to be presenting ideas in this case, which are supposed to be really work in progress or like really unfinished um, ideas. Um, and yeah, they're presented back to back. And yeah, it's really casual and fun. And cool. And it's going to be a late night show this year, so it's on the on the Friday night, the sixteenth at ten. So you can like get a double bill in there if you're interested. You can go see Common Space before and then check out. Uh, so you think that was dance and just be full of contemporary dance by the end of the night. You also have another opportunity to do a double bill if you wanted to come on the Saturday. There's the four p.m. showing of Common Space followed by Cabaret Bouge DC, which is always a ton of fun. It's like our last hurrah for the festival week. Um, and it's a, it's, again, it's a fairly informal showing of works. Uh, as I was saying before, we invite mentors or past participants to show work. Um, and it tends to be varied as well in style and, uh, it tends to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's followed by a dance party because that's Hell what yeah. we do. Yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for the 2015 uh, Bouge DC edition of Dirty Feet. Thank you all so much for being here.
But um, short and sweet's coming up soon, eh? Yeah, we're doing an edition on the twenty fourth of uh oh. of January, um, and it's a really cool edition. It's um, we're doing an edition that's called Rejected. And the idea is that, like, uh, just because as artists we're dealing with rejection so much, whether it's, like, through um, grants that we apply to, through applications, through, like, through, yeah, auditions. So our idea is, like, how can we use rejection as material? And we're also asking people to do, like, three-minute versions of pieces that they got rejected for by the Canada Council, but awesome. within three minutes. Or, awesome. Yeah. Read their rejection letter on stage, whatever they want to do. Oh, that's, that's yeah. super cool. That's going to be depressing. I think it's going to be funny. fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be kind of like a bitch fest slash yeah. can make some interesting choices. And yeah. Last year. Healing, a, too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Comforting. You know, we're all in this together. Right. But uh, that just reminded me, just I'm going on t off tangent now, but um, last year's uh, cabaret organized by uh, the Cabaret Tolly. By Studio 303, mm -hmm. which was very much about a big rejection, which was, it, it did have that very communal aspect to it of just, well, we hate Stephen Harper, for one thing, <laughs> and, you know, the conservative government, but also, like, we need to support each other for this to make sense and work. Mm -hmm. So it was great for that. When someone throws something in there. <laughs> So if you go to the Body for Body and Light show at the Centaur um, on our opening after our Sanka set, uh, stick around for Uncalled For show, Play Day, May Day. Uh, if you don't know Uncalled For, they're an amazing uh, sketched comedy troupe uh, out of Montreal, but they're now out of Toronto and Montreal, and they're really talented guys. And they asked uh, me and uh, Stephanie McKenna to choreograph one of their sketches. So... Get to fuse some wily comedy and some funny dance moves, and it's going to be really fun. And I feel like it's applicable, right? Sure. It's going to be a good time, and there's a little bit of dance in there, so why not? Go check it out. <laughs> Dirty Feet was previously recorded at the Montreal Improv Theatre and is currently recorded out of Mainline Theatre. Thanks, dudes. Dirty Feet est produit et animé par, produced and hosted by Alison Burns, JD Papillon, et Stephanie Moret-Robert. You can find out more about our show at nomoreradio.com, follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet, and find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast. Vous pouvez écouter tous nos épisodes sur notre site web ou vous pouvez vous abonner également sur iTunes à notre podcast. Listen to past episodes on website or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, be sure to give us a rating and or leave a comment to help us spread the word. Tune in next week for a whole new show.